Welcome, everybody, to the Skill Development Playbook Podcast. I am your host, Coach TJ, Season 6, Episode number 15. I actually have a solo show for you today, so no interview, but I have a topic that I feel like is really important for me to touch on, really important for me to discuss and talk about, and that is in-season skill development. Um, If you've been listening to my show this season, you know I've spoken with a lot of different trainers and and coaches on all different levels from, you know, uh, college level to professional level. And and we've been talking about skill development in well, in-season skill development and what that looks like. How do you go about conducting it? What should you do? What should you stay away from? You know, how should you limit your sessions and how should you put your lessons together? So I've decided to put together a, a episode today where we're going to we're going to discuss that. So I went back and, and thought about a lot of the things that we had discussed and a lot of things I have learned over the over this season, over this podcast season. And say, so, you know what, this would be a good topic to touch on. So we're going to talk about in-season skill development. All right. And now when I'm done talking, y'all be sure to stay on. Don't turn me off. When I get done talking about in-season skill development, because I actually have some some very exciting news to share with you all about some things that's coming up um, next year. And also uh, um, talk to you about some things that I have right now that I think that you will that you will be excited about. So y'all be sure to stay on. And also I'm going to give you all my contact information and uh, how you can uh, follow me on social media. So let's dive right into this skill development. In-season skill development, season six, episode number 15. So let's talk about the purpose. What is the purpose or the reason for in-season skill development? Typically, when we're talking about in-season skill, or actually when we're talking about skill development, a lot of coaches and and players think about off-season skill development. They think about, you know, skill development or off-season starting anywhere between March going from about March or April, depending on what level you coach on or what level you play on through about August. Right. So we're looking at about what's it about six months or so of offseason skill development. We know that that's the time where we put in the work. We know that's the time where we look at our, our assess our skills and our abilities and say, OK, this is what I need to improve in. These are the areas I got to get better. And then we work on those skills. And if you're really serious about it and you really know what you're doing, you'll put together a plan to be able to attack those areas head on. So we know that. We know what the off-season skill development looks like. But then once we get into season, a lot of times coaches will just, whoa, this is in season. I got to get my team prepared for the game, which is true. I understand that. You want to win games. Um, but what coaches seem to forget is your offense is as good as the skill set of your players. So if you're wanting to play fast and up and down, you're wanting to shoot a lot of threes, you're wanting to, you know, uh, really get in transition. If your team can't pass and catch on the move, if they can't pass and catch against pressure, if they can't pass and catch in traffic, if they can't, Uh, sprint to certain spots, catch and shoot. If they don't know how to do these certain little fundamental skills, then your team is going to lack in those areas. So let's talk about the purpose. So what is the purpose of in-season skill development? The main purpose is to to maintain skills. That's what we want to do. That is the focus of skill development. 
there's an exception to every rule. We don't necessarily want to try to add new skills to certain players, but ultimately we want to maintain skills. We want to keep those individual players' skills sharp. We want to maintain skills gained from the offseason. That is what we're wanting to do. Now, there are going to be some times where we might tighten up skills that may be lacking. Uh, We can reinforce technique or skills that are needed during competition, but we want to maintain skills. So now, when we talk about skills or techniques that are needed during competition, we're going to get into some game actions. So what are some game actions? Pick and roll. Whether you're the, uh, the playmaker coming off the pick, whether you're the, the player setting the screen and rolling to the basket, or whether you're playing off penetration, you're one of the wing players or strong or weak side shooters or the strong side shooter, or whether you're the duck in, whatever that action could be off of that pick and roll, that is something that we could work on. We could talk about post play, how to feed the post, how to fake a pass, to make a pass. Once we pass in the post, what are we doing? Are we screening? Are we cutting? You know, are we cutting low? Are we cutting high? What is it that we're doing? We're talking about different cuts without the ball. You know, am I V-cutting? Am I L-cutting? Am I backdoor cutting? Is it a front cut? Is it a rear cut? Is it a shallow cut? Is it a banana cut? Is it a deep cut? All these different types of cuts that we can make, those are things that we want to drill. Then, we, you know, a lot of schools and coaches now are getting into DHOs, dribble handoffs. What are our options off of the dribble handoff? You know, do I want my player to come to a jump stop and hand the ball off? Do I want them to continue to run and kind of toss it? Um, are they rolling after the after they do the dribble handoff? Are they popping after the dribble handoff? Are they going into a a screen action? Are they getting the dribble handoff and then turning back and setting a a screen? I mean, like, it's so many different things that you can do. So we want to. Think about that. And then you got things like playing off penetration, playing in transition. So we have these different types of game actions that we could actually talk about and work on from competition. So when we talk about purpose, main purpose to sum it all up is to maintain skills. And there are different ways that we can go about doing that. So now let's move on to how to conduct in-season skill development. What does this look like? How do we do this? How do we achieve this? And how do we get the most out of it? Well, the first way that you can conduct in-season skill development is it can be done before practice or it can be done after practice. And these are some of the things, some of the logistics you're going to have to work out. And it's going to be based on what level you coach. If you're a middle school coach or a high school coach, um, you may not have time before practice and you may have a limited time after practice, which is perfectly fine, but we and and you may find that it's not it's not suitable for you to do it before or after practice, which we'll get into in just a minute here. But let's look at this. What if we can do it before practice or after practice? What does this look like? Again, we're not talking about an hour, hour and a half, or two hours of skill development. We're talking about to maintain their skills 10, 15, maybe even 20 minutes max. And 20 minutes is like great if you can get in 20 minutes of skill development during the season before or after practice. Okay, Uh, so we know our time. So how often? It could be anywhere between one and three days a week. Okay, you can do this as a small group or you can do it as individual. But here's the most important part. It's going to be based on your staff or the personnel that you have. If you're in middle school, 
junior high, high school level, a lot of times, unless you're at a big school, a lot of times you're going to have the head coach and the assistant, right? That's pretty much what you're going to have. So if you have the head coach and the assistant, you're probably not going to have this. You're not going to have the staff or the personnel or the time to be able to do a bunch of individual training sessions or skill development. So you're probably going to have to put those players in groups, right? Going to put those players in groups and make sure that you can still get in your 10, 15, 20 minutes. Okay. So you have to look at that. You have to look at what you have and what you can offer and be able to do the best you can with what you have. Um, Don't look at a program like Duke or NBA teams or professional teams and say, man, they're doing skill development with these players. They're doing this and this and this and this. I want to be able to do that. You can use it as a frame of reference of what they're trying to do with their players, but you have to look at what you have, the resources you have, the staff that you have, and then be able to say, okay, I don't have six coaches to be able to do this the way they do it. But but what's the most efficient way for me and my assistant to be able to conduct skill development with our players 10 to 20 minutes? Is it one day a week? Is it two days a week? You know, or do I want to designate a day to where we come in and we spend a lot of time on skill development? Um, for instance, here in Arkansas, high school basketball is on Tuesdays and Fridays. A lot of teams come in on Sunday and practice. If you're going to practice for an hour and a half, you may say, you know what? This is a day for us to really designate 30 to 40 minutes on skill development. And you may just put that into your practice plan where you're doing skill development on Sundays for 30 minutes or 20 minutes. Like we're going to get this in. And then during the week, we're going to try to find time where I can put players in small groups or I can put my players together to where I can get in an additional maybe 10, 15 minutes. But on Sundays, when we practice, this is our time to work on our skill development. Okay, so you got to be a little creative. You got to make it a priority and then find ways to plug it in. Okay. Um, Now. If you're doing individual, I, I'm going to say that you should base it off of their performance. Okay, we're talking about in season. You should base it off their performance. Um, what areas are they struggling in? What areas do they need to see improvement? Um, you know, and then you can say, okay, well, you're struggling with this particular shot. You're struggling with this particular action. Let's spend 10 minutes and work on this. Sometimes you only need five minutes. Whatever you can use, whatever time you can use to help them with that, if they're struggling, then that's what you that's what you'll want to look at. Now, here's something that's interesting you may want to think about. Um, if you have players that are playing limited minutes or maybe no minutes at all, then you may want to look at well, what can what can they work on to improve their chances of getting in the game? Every coach knows. You know, it'd be great. It's, you know, if I got eight player rotation I can depend on, that's great. But what if you had 10? What if you had 10 players that you can depend on consistently every night? 
right? If you had 10 players, so you know that you're going to improve uh, when it comes to conditioning, right? Your endurance, players won't get tired. They, you can you can sub players in and out a little bit more. Um, but, you know, whatever that number is, if it's six, if it's seven, if it's eight, if you have two other players or three other players that are not getting the minutes, then I would focus their skill development on what can this player improve or what areas can this player improve to be able to increase their chances of getting on the floor. What does the coach say? I can't play them as many minutes as I play this player because the player that's not getting the, getting the playing time lacking these areas. And then that could be your focus when you're doing skill development with them. Okay. All right. So when we do group skill development, if you decide, well, I, you know, coach, I can't do the individual. That's, that's too time consuming. I need to do group. And that's perfectly fine because we want to be efficient with this. We don't want to waste time. So when it comes to skill development with groups, you can group players by position or you can even mix in the positions. What I would try to do is if you're going to do Let's say to me nowadays is pretty much ball handlers or your point guards, your wing players and your posts or your bigs. So you have three different positions. Um, it'll be great in a perfect world if you can get all of them to do skill development at the same time on the same days. So let's say your skill development days on Mondays and Wednesdays, Right. You know, and and they do it for 15 minutes. Let's say it's the first, let's say it's 15 minutes before practice start. Um, or it's 15 minutes after practice. They have to do their skill development. Um, so if you ever decide to mix the groups, you may want to have two, two ball handlers and two wing players together, two point guards and two wing players. Or you may have two point guards and two bigs together. And then they can kind of work on some different actions. That's a great way to, to work on those things. So in a group, you can do by position or you can mix in those positions. Okay. Um, and you can be creative. You can, depending on what you're, what you're wanting to do. So, you know, you have to look at that and kind of play around with it. But we can do individual or you can do group. If you do group, you can group them by position or you can group them by um, you can mix in those positions. I would try not to do, you know, first team, y'all are doing skill, second team. I wouldn't do it like that. Um, I would, I would try to do it by position, but I wouldn't do it by this is my first team. This is my first team. This is my second team. This is my third team. Unless you was doing something specific for that particular moment that you needed to do that. But I wouldn't, that wouldn't be something I would just be set in and doing it that way. All right. So um, you can do it before practice, you can do it after practice, or you can do it during practice. Okay. It could be the beginning, it can be at the end, or it could be mixed in throughout the practice. Um, years ago, I interviewed a coach and he talked about defense. What he would do with defense is when they would work on technique, he would mix in two to three minute drills just throughout practice, just to break up the the flow of practice, the monotony of, of how they did things. So they might would do, you know, um, 
you know, a two-minute closeout drill and then go to some other drills and then come back and do a two-minute on-the-ball drill or then go through some other drills and then come back and do a two- to three-minute defensive rebounding drill, you know, or a number of things or a help and recover drill. So that's something you can you, – you could do. You could say, okay, hey, we start every practice for the first 10 minutes doing skill development, working on different skills. Or you may say, you know, we finish every practice – you know, letting the players like this is a selfish time for you. We want you to work on getting better. Um, so, you know, we'll spend 10 to 15 minutes working on different things. We have different things for them to do, and we go through those. So it, it could be that way. Or it could be mixed in, where you start to practice, you you mix in a, a, a skill development drill. You go back into practice, and you come, You then you a couple minutes later, you do another skill development drill. And then you look up, you've done that two or three times, and you've got anywhere between 8 to 12 to 15 minutes of, of skill development. So um, you have to kind of look at it and see what works best for you. But it is doable. It can be done. But when you're doing it during practice, or actually if you do it any time, you have to be organized. Okay, Know what you're going to do, how you're going to do it, and for how long you're going to do it. Okay, know what you're going to do, how you're going to do it, and for how long you're going to do it. Again, 10 to 20 minutes max is perfectly fine. It's perfectly fine. Now, here's something else to consider. During practice, you can evaluate your players. Okay, if a player is struggling with a skill or in any area, get them before or after practice for five to 10 minutes. Okay, so this kind of goes back to what we're saying. If you want to do it before or after practice. Let's say your team is now starting to scrimmage. Right. And you notice that a a particular player or a number of players are struggling in a certain area. Instead of. You know, if you feel like practice time is too valuable to do individual or any skill development, use that time to evaluate. You're looking at your players and you say, Marcus needs to work on his shooting. He's got some mechanical problems with his shooting. I need to get him in the gym. So you tell Marcus, hey, tomorrow after practice, or you may tell them at the end of that practice, hey, today after practice, I need you for 10 minutes. And then you work with them on that skill for those 10 minutes to help correct what it was that they were doing or not doing, or lack the ability to have to be able to do what it is that you wanted them to do. That will help them. So you can always evaluate to find deficiencies. And what happens is by doing that and you say, oh, this is a deficiency, let's work on that. You don't have to worry about they're in the game, there's a deficiency, and you're just telling them, oh, you need to do this, you need You You pull them before practice or after practice, and you help them work on that. And again, it doesn't have to be long. If someone has an issue with, um, you know, their footwork, it may only take you five minutes to show them how to do it. And then they may be able to pick it up. Or it may be something that they learned how to do, but now that the season is going, they hadn't worked on it quite as much so that they have a little bit of relapse. And then you sharpen that back up and they're like, okay, yep, I got it now. Okay. Um, so when you're doing it 
during practice, you can set up what some coaches call daily vitamins or what I call foundational skills. So you may say, okay, for our team, we want every player to be good in these four areas when it comes to skill development. And your four areas may be, you know, ball handling, shooting, footwork, um, you know, decision making. And with those four areas, you may have a number of drills that you want your players to do. And, you know, it may be a mixture of different drills, but you may put those drills, you know, uh, on the wall when they come in and they know this is what we need to do. All right. So it's Monday and they're coming in the first 10, 15 minutes of practice. They're working on certain drills. Um, you put 15 minutes on the clock. They know to go to a basket. They know what they're supposed to do. And then the head coach and the assistants and the rest of the staff is going around to each basket, giving giving back, giving feedback, giving information to each player. That's a way to do it. I think that's, that's a really good way to do. Um, you're doing things that's going to help them be successful within your offense. So it could be some actions that they run in the offense. Um, it could be them working on different reads, working on different skills that they need to be able to perform at a at a high level to be able to put your team in position to win. Okay. All right. So we talked about before practice. We talked about uh, actually. Let me back up. We talked about the purpose. We talked about how to conduct in season skill development before, after practice, or during practice. And then the last thing, real quick, and then I'm going to wrap this thing up, is going to be how to use film for skill development, okay? Now, when we talk about using film, I know a lot of coaches use film and break down film to give, to give you uh, scouting reports on your opponent, different ways that we can, we can attack them. But it's also a good source for uh, improving individual skills. Players have to learn how to watch film in a way that where it's conducive to their development, not to watch film just for their highlights. It's good to watch. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I still got some VHS tapes. You know, I pop them in every once in a while and get excited when I, when I see myself make a certain move or make a shot, and that's fine. But when we're talking about development and trying to get better, there are certain things that players have to learn how to watch film. Um, so if you're going to use film, and I think it's a great way to help with development because film does not lie. Uh, three to five clips is pretty much all you would need. And we're talking about three to five clips, three to five minutes max, just something to, to wet their beak, wet, you know, get their, you know, just a little appetizer. Uh, three to five clips, three to five minutes max, you know, show areas that they need to improve in. Uh, get right to the point. Don't beat around a bush. You know, you don't need to see the 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 uh, the point guard dribbling, like if it's a big or if they're a wing, we don't need to see the point guard dribbling all the way down the court, you know, or you don't need to wait for the referee to hand the ball in. What you need to show is just, hey, the, the offense has been initiated. This is what we need to do. Show them what they need to see. Trim all the fat, nothing excessive. Show them what they need to see, um, and that's going to help them with their with their development um show them how they can be successful 
Okay, show them how they can be successful. So if you're getting ready to play against a team, you know, individually, you can say, hey, you could be successful on defense by doing these things. These are the things that the player likes to do. Look at this. That is development. Um, Offensively, when you are coming off the screen, this big is lazy. He doesn't like to hedge. He likes to play back. When you come off the screen, I want you thinking shot. We're going to work on that today. Coming off the screen, thinking shot. Um, You can sit down with the player for three to five minutes and go through the clips. Or if you've got the technology, you can... You can split those clips and you can do a voiceover and you can send it to them. And then you can tell them, hey, look at these clips, uh, take notes on them. And then when we get ready to get on the court for our skill development, we'll talk about them. And that makes the player have to really take ownership of their development because they have to watch it on their own. Okay, so there's different ways that you can do that. You can sit down with them right before. The practice, let's say you got 20 minutes and you want to use all 20 minutes of that on on the court. You can cut up those clips. You can send it to them, add a voiceover and some notes to it so they can watch it three, four or five minutes. Um, And then when you get on the court, you know exactly what to get. Hey, did you look at it? Let's talk about this, this, this and this. This is what we're going to do today. Or you can have 20 minutes with them. You can have those clips for them right when you get ready to get on the court. You can spend three to five minutes showing it to them, and then that gives you 10 to 15, 12 to 15 minutes to actually work with them on the court, on those things that you showed them. Don't show them something and say, hey, this is what you need to work on, and then you get on the court and you don't do any, anything to help them in the areas that you just discussed. So they got to go together, okay? All right, so those are for schools that have access to video and someone that can cut up the clips or they can send it in to a service like Huddle because they have the budget to send it in the Huddle and Huddle can send you back all these clips and all this information. If you do not have that, if you are a one-man band, um, you're the coach, you, you can use Huddle, but you can't send in the clips or you can't break it down like that. Uh, but you still want to use film for development, you can use video analysis. If you don't want to use or subscribe to a service, like a like an app on your phone, um, use your phone, record them, and mirror it to a, um, a TV. If you can't mirror it to a TV, then use an iPad or a tablet that's big enough for the players to really be able to see what it is that you're trying to instruct them. Me personally, I think it's best, even if your school doesn't have the budget, for you to pay your own personal money to get a service to where you can show it in slow motion, where you can zoom in, where you can pull out, where you can add text and and drawings on that picture or on the video because it will really be able to hit home what it is that they need to be able to do. Um, so you can record or, you know, a player could be working on something. They're struggling with it. You're giving them feedback, but it's not clicking. It's not registering what, 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 what they think that you want them to do. So you record it. You show it to them. You give them instant feedback. They see it. They're like, oh, okay, that makes sense now. All right. Um, another thing that you can do is if you're doing two on two, one-on-one, two-on-two, three-on-three, 
you can record them and you can play it back. Now, if you're going to do in do it in a group setting, then I think it's really important to have a TV that you can that you can mirror and show it to them so everybody will have, you know, the ability to be able to see what's going on on the screen. So, um, you know, that's going to give them a lot of really great feedback. So if you can use video analysis, so using film in a way, but we're not using game film, we're using skill development film is basically what we're doing. Um, but you can do the shooting, the footwork, or the one-on-one, two-on-two, three-on-three. You can show them where they should have, you know, changed direction here or should have took one more dribble or took one dribble too many or they were hesitant to shoot or you can give them, get feedback from, okay, like, what were you thinking right here? Why did you do this? What did you see? What did you think the defense was going to do? Or why did you move from this area? Did you not see that this, here's your double gap. Or this is where you should have, this is where you should have attacked. Or I came off, you came off the screen, but you wasn't thinking shot. You was, you were being timid with, with the, with the basketball. So any of those things is really important. So, um, Again, let's go back through this real quick, and then I'm just about done. We talked about in-season skill development. The purpose basically was to maintain skills, how to conduct in-season skill development, whether it's before or after practice. It doesn't have to be long, anywhere from 10 to 20 minutes, uh, one to three days a week. It could be in a small group, or it could be individual. Um during practice, it can be at the beginning, the end, or it could be mixed in. You know, you could throw in different drills uh, throughout practice. Um, you can either come up with daily vitamins or what I call foundational skills. And it might be anywhere between two to four or five skills as you feel like every player on your team needs to be able to uh, perform to excel in, in your system, which would allow your team to play at a, at a greater level. And then we got into using films, three to five clips, three to five minutes. You know, you want to, you want to, you want it to be exactly, you want them to see what they need to see. We don't need any excess footage, trim the fat, get right to the point, um, how, how they can improve, how they can be successful. You know, you want to, you can sit down with them before practice or you can add voiceover to it. And if you don't have the access to do that, then you want to use video analysis during your skill development. So record the session, give instant feedback, you know, try to mirror it to a TV. If you have the budget for that, coaches, I'm going to tell you that that's that is pure gold. Um, if you have access um, to get you like a, a 40 or 42 or 50 inch TV and have a team iPad or tablet and get you a Chromecast or an Apple TV and mirror being able to show them, you know, record something and immediately show them on the screen right there on the sideline where they can see it. Instant feedback, instant information. Um, it can even be one of those situations where, you know, the scrimmage is still going, a player comes out, you pull them to the side, you pull up the clip, you show them on that clip, and then they're getting that, they're connecting those dots even better. Um, I think it's, is a tremendous, tremendous asset to your program. So that is it for our show today. Uh, I appreciate everybody that's, that's been, you know, supporting the show and, 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 you know, I, I'm just, I don't know what to say. I appreciate everybody. Uh, y'all be sure to subscribe to our show. 
The show is available on all platforms, but I need y'all to give me a five-star rating. I know this sounds a little crazy, but I'm asking. I need a five-star rating, um, especially on Apple Podcasts. The more people rate, the higher my ratings, then you know the show will be exposed to more people. Uh, y'all be sure to check out my book, The Skill Development Playbook. It is actually on sale on my website for $1.99 for the PDF version. So go to tjonesfirm.com forward slash store and you will see it right there. It's $1.99. Again, it's $1.99 for the PDF version. Also, I have a video course on CoachTube and it is called my uh, it is called Plan, Prepare, and Execute Your Skill Development. It is also on sale through December 31st, 2020, 60% off. Is it is listed at $12.95, but 60% off means you can get it for $5.18. Now, here's here's what's really good about that deal. That deal is $12.95, but you get it for $5.18. Um, you also get a free copy of my book, the skill development playbook, and you get all the notes that I that I use to put together that presentation. So if you want to buy my book by itself, it's a $1.99 PDF version on my website. Or you can go to CoachTube, get a uh, my plan, prepare, and execute your skill development video course for $5.18, which is originally $12.95. And you get a copy of all the notes I use to put that, that video course together, along with a free copy of the PDF version of my book, The Skill Development Playbook. So go to CoachTube and search my name, TJ Jones, and my course will, will come up in, in the search. Now, finally, here's something I'm, I want to tell you I'm really excited about. Uh, my SDP membership that will be launching in 2021. This membership is for coaches who want to really dive into skill development. Okay, The membership will include video courses, free downloads, live webinars, exclusive SDP podcast content and show notes, member perks, and a whole lot more. So I need y'all to go visit tjonesfirm.com forward slash SDP hyphen membership for more info and for a chance to gain early access and to also receive a one-year free membership. So if you go to the website, it gives you all the information about the about the membership. Um, also, you will get you can get early access. Um, so I'm working on it. I'm putting some things together. I, I really think this is going to be really, really valuable uh, for, for all coaches on all levels. Whether you are a youth coach, high school coach, college coach, professional coach, it doesn't matter. Um, again, we're going to have live webinars, which will be recorded and then will be placed on the on the membership site for you to refer back to. We're going to have exclusive content on the podcast, um, some exclusive notes. It's going to be where if if you are on there and you see that all the show notes, you will get a good synopsis of what this podcast episode was about, what you will learn, some quotes from the show. Uh, before you even have to click on the play button. Also, you will get the show early before it's released out to the public. So that's just a little hint of what you will get. So y'all go and, and check it out, tjonesfirm.com forward slash SDP hyphen membership. Fill out the uh, early access form. You fill it out. You have a chance to be accepted 
and it's limited space. So don't wait uh, limited space on who's going to be able to get early access and a free membership for one year. Uh, so I hope y'all check that out. Also, last thing, be sure to follow me on social media. I am on Twitter and on Instagram. My handle is at NBNBball. That's at NBNBball. And if you need to contact me about anything, whether it's consulting, training, if you just want to hop on a, on a call, be sure to email me at info at tjonesfirm.com. All right, that is it. That is, I'm, I'm done. I appreciate y'all. Again, thank you and God bless.